0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we have got a special guest for you today. He's the creator behind the new Transformers 1 from Skybound and Image Comics, Daniel Warren Johnson. Daniel, welcome. It's me.
1: It's me.
2: (laughs) I'm,
0: I'm drawing a Batman cover.
2: Oh, I'm wow. so behind. Ooh. I'm so behind. Multitasking. So wow. I hope it's okay that I draw while I talk to
1: you guys.
0: Oh, uh, no, that's Master
1: of work. I love
2: yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I'm doing the same thing. I'm also drawing a Batman cover right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. Here, I'll show you Oh, my God. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool.
3: cool. And uh, great interview. Thanks
0: for coming on. Appreciate it. That's
3: all we wanted to talk about. He looks bummed out. He looks (laughs) bummed out, Batman. He always looks
0: bummed out.
2: Look, when you run <laughs> out of ideas, you draw a bummed-out Batman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we jump over and talk about Transformers? And I'm going to give a spoiler warning here at the top. It's on stands now. You should go. You check it out. We're going to get into full spoilers. But I do want to ask a general question first, because this is part of the greater Energon universe that kicked off with Void Rivals going into Transformers. We're going to get a Duke title from Joshua Williamson as well. How did they pitch you on this? What was the idea did they say hey did you want to do a transformers title do you want to do something as part of an interconnected universe how did it start
2: um so my um editor on extremity and murder falcon sean Eckwitz gave me a familiar. call yeah um he gave me a call <laughs> and he said uh hey uh we got the license and because we have been i had known that they had been going for it for a while um i did some spec art for skybound when trying to get the license um uh, and he called me he's like we got it and hey i'm just throwing it
3: out there would you be interested in writing and drawing transformers and i was like <laughs> oh, oh. i love this slow play like so christmas morning it's coming <laughs> like, it's very much like uh fun surprise so i i
2: didn't actually say yes right away because um you know, it was a licensed comic which come with challenges. I mean, mm. um, and I was working on Do a Powerbomb and uh, I was having a time in my life, you know, drawing it and um, showed yeah, you yeah. definitely showed up in that book. <laughs> I uh, I was also getting very tired. Um, I was like, I think I might want somebody to tell me what to do for a little while. Um, but <laughs> so much of my heart and soul into uh, do a powerbomb and I was not burned out. I just, you know, I, after do a powerbomb was over, I tried to work on my own stuff again, like my own creator on stuff. I just couldn't get any of the ideas to start uh, forming. So after a while, uh, after thinking about it for a little bit, I uh, called Sean back and I was like, you know what, let's freaking do this. And uh, it was, it's about time that I finally
0: learned how to draw Optimus Prime's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I wanted to ask you about no. that, actually, in terms of drawing Transformers. You're clearly going for, it feels like more like classic cartoon look here, but yep. it feels like they're tricky, right? Because they're very boxy. How do, you, oh my God. how do you get the characterization out there at the same time?
2: Yeah, so I found that... Um, that was actually one of the reasons that I said yes to the project because um, I knew it was going to be a challenge. Because mm. one of my first questions to Sean was like, "Look, are we going to be doing some like fancy new stuff? Or are we going classic?" And he was like, <laughs> "We're going classic. We're bringing it back, old school. Like we'd love to have you on board." And I was like, "Okay, that gets me interested." But along with that classic look, like you said, boxy. Uh, you know, it's uh, not what people maybe would normally assume my style would fit well with. And I knew that, and I kind of wanted that challenge, which is uh, one of the reasons why I said yes. And um, trying to figure it out was tough because you know when like drawing like a van and Murder Falcon, right? Like I would automatically tighten my wrist, and I wouldn't necessarily use a ruler, but you know I'd be stiff, you know, because I wanted to look realistic. And um, I found myself doing that because it's they're mechanical things, you know, with the Transformers. The first issue, I'd be like starting, I'd tighten up every time it was time for me to draw. Optimus Prime's shoulder or whatever—it just looked terrible. You know, <laughs> it looked so <laughs> stiff. Um, I found that I really needed to uh, let go and loosen up, just like I would normally do with like a human character, um, which is very organic. You know, I really, whenever I draw uh, somebody human or a, a character that I you see often in one of my stories, I'm drawing them quite fast because I have to draw them a million times on the page anyway. Um, so. I found that I needed to take that same attitude with the Transformers because if I tried to draw the Transformers in a more precious way, they would just look stiff and lifeless. In order to give them life, I had to draw them like they were a human, you know, in my wow. style. Mm-hmm. So it's like throw away the, the uh, technical pen and get the old brush. And uh, I don't usually – I don't spin my page really when I draw much, you know, like a lot of old inkers do. Um, so I can get every stroke to be exact right Uh, i find that to be just really boring and i can't stand it but um (laughs) if i just attack the line so i one of the reasons that i could always get away with that is uh the way that i draw humans you know i'm just going i just go and i'm moving pretty fast but when you try and do that with transformers and you have to draw a straight line you get i get a little bit of this like charles schultz wave you know like a little wiggle Mm, right (laughs) yeah uh that's not on purpose it's like an accident like cuz I can't quite control it when I'm going this way when drawing like a straight line and I'm not twisting the paper and it just makes for a better looking thing it just looks a little more lifelike it's the best dude Uh
3: awesome. I mean I I love hearing those process details I will say in the in the book when I we see the um the ship yeah like straight out of the cartoon first off nostalgia hit I feel oh, yeah. like <laughs> You were like, let me replicate. This feels like perfect. Like it feels like a photo. And I don't know if it's a photograph from my memory that you've somehow captured. <laughs> but- and I, that feels intentional to me. And so, so you're hitting the nostalgia and then you're getting into like, like again, just a huge emotional, so- somewhat upsetting story for these guys.
0: Well, can I, can I ask you about that? Because we meet this character, Spike, we meet his dad, and there's clearly some sort of loss that they've mm. suffered. Uh, unspecified, probably, I would assume, to be rolled out throughout the rest of the series. That's something that really defines a lot of your work. Like you mentioned, to a power bomb, that's very much at the center there in terms of, spoiler, the loss of the mom. It's also at the mm. center of Murder Falcon as well. What draws you back to that as a theme, a loss of a family member?
2: Maybe just all of my stories are like Lion King with different window
1: dressing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't know, dude. I, uh, I feel, that's a good question. Oh man. I wish I had a good answer for you. I, I just, it just, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe cause the stakes are a little easier to get into than like, I don't know, then like,
0: I, oh man, it's a great question. I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> well, I think so, here it really works because you got, and you lay this out very simply in the first page, you have a father and son who are not connecting, and the father is essentially, literally the way you lay out the paddles, being replaced by Optimus Prime, everybody's dad.
3: Well, that's right. uh, So, so exactly. I assume
0: that's kind of where the idea started from. My right? truck
3: dad. <laughs> yeah. Truck
0: dad. Truck daddy. <laughs> That. Daddy. don't make it weird man
3: <laughs> like, oh, It's all right it's not weird in my life
0: yeah last time i was at universal studios i was like hey there's truck daddy, hey, truck daddy. <laughs> stop. stop vroom vroom stop. truck daddy's
3: home
2: <laughs> <laughs> i found that um a lot of those beats that you're mentioning like with kind of the replacing the things that i didn't even do on purpose um because uh when writing like an issue one script you are kind of throwing darts into a dartboard that's like doesn't have any lights on. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like it's like each dart is like a character. And you're like, I think they're going to do that, and then I think this one's going to do that, and you're kind of like building out a story kind of by math because you're like, okay, I need to give this character drive, and I need to give them a reason to like engage in some crazy thing they're going to do, but you you're not quite knowing of the characters yet. You're like still figuring them out as people and as beings. So when you have to do stuff in the story, especially in those first few pages, you're like, I think this works. Um, And then as you get further in, you get more confident in the decisions that you make. But a lot of it is just me like going like this, you know, like
3: (laughs) doing a hundred little magic tricks. (laughs) It's like, yeah, like I'm just going to, Make this storyline appear. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so because
2: of that, I am grasping at things that make me feel and hopefully in turn will make other people feel. And that's the goal. Uh, And so oftentimes what you're reading in those first two pages is just a stressed out me trying to... Uh, make some sort of connection with everyone else
0: that might be reading it. Well, that's speaking, so interesting. Uh, let, let, let's let Pete talk. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I've Did been behaving
1: talk? this whole time. I need to geek out. Okay. First <laughs> off, we've been mentioning amazing works here. Murder Falcon, unbelievable comic. Thank you so much. Do of a course. power bomb. Uh, you know, gotta say with the exclamation point, unbelievable uh, work of art. Thank you so much. Wow. I. Lost my mind when I read this Transformers comic. This was such a great combination. Justin talked about the nostalgia hit. Like, I really felt like a kid again, back seeing Optimus Prime, like whooping ass, like doing the things that I remember from my childhood. It was so awesome to see your art and then have a little heart infused that you like to bring to projects on Transformers. I felt like from someone who maybe got older and then the movies weren't made for me, I was kind of like holy shit I'm back I'm back in it I'm in the Transformers make sense to me again like I was so excited I am so happy that you got put on this project or jumped on this project because I feel like it is such an amazing combination what as far as nostalgia or you know when you first got to Transformers what was kind of important for you to bring in how you kind of did your version
2: Well, it's kind of
1: funny you asked that
2: question because you kind of answered my my (laughs) question. You answered it for yourself. Um, All the feelings that you had reading the comic is literally the goal that I had making it, Um, like pretty much to a T. I was trying to do this celebration of nostalgia and the things that I was feeling when I was a kid in a way that does not. Nostalgia kind of has this like uh, stink on it now because it's been used mm. so many times by so many different companies to like right. get you to buy shit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, it, it has this kind of like uh, almost like, yeah, like a bit of a like negative connotation, you know, or like a, like a side eye nostalgia. But, you know, I feel like nostalgia for a lot of us, especially for, you know, people who love pop culture and genre fiction. It's a kind of a window into like how we used to view the world when we were children in a way that hopefully would inspire like hope and a desire for uh, fun. And like uh, there's an openness to the world that maybe doesn't exist now in our old tattered bodies. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that's something that I was trying to uh, celebrate with making Transformers and and having an element of playfulness and having an element of, you know, uh, uh, melancholy that I think belongs in stories like this. And also having like awesome robot battles and trying to give you this like cocktail of goodness that celebrates kind of like who we are as people. I, I'm sounding like such a dick right now. but no, uh, no. 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 <laughs>
0: You're validating uh, our lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Thank you.
3: We'll Truck keep doing Daddy's more human than all of us, really. <laughs> I, can,
1: I can understand why you're kind of being like, I sound like a douchebag, but I, I think when sometimes you feel like you're being too corny by kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know sh- trying to be positive and stuff like that. So I appreciate it.
3: Oh, well, I also got like, to. Yeah, oh, go ahead.
1: He, go. Please ask
3: your question. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, reading this and like we see like the nostalgia hit like we're talking about and then i'm like oh but all these toys are smashed he smashed all the toys (laughs) but then that that then got me to thinking about transformers the show that first got us as kids and i was like they were depressed constantly on that show they were like we miss our planet everything's going wrong we're trying to help these people and they hate us
1: for it yeah yeah and all
3: that i was like wait that's not nostalgia that's like Taking the story and bringing it to us again in a in a way.
0: Well, and can I can I ask it? you about a specific element of that though? There's a big moment in this issue where I was like, "Oh, oh no, these stakes are real." Where you kill Bumblebee? Uh, <laughs> Why did you do that, Daniel? <laughs> kill Bumblebee. Uh, what led to the decision to kill Bumblebees?
2: There's a f- few reasons. Okay. One is I cannot stand it when you're watching a TV show, reading a novel, comic book, where you know some bad dude is going to do something bad, and they don't do it till like, issue four or episode four. <laughs> you know, it's like, they maybe, maybe they insult somebody, but they don't actually blow somebody's head off until, like, halfway through the series. I want to know what a character is all about within the first few pages, and I feel like in a lot of ways, it's what helps drive story forward when you have that open conflict uh, I call it the, um, what is it? It's the uh, stranger things problem when nobody actually says how they're feeling when they really should be. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if characters just honest with themselves in the script, then like we would be done with the story, like six episodes shorter and everything would be better for it. We got to like, <laughs> like, like pull it apart, like silly putty. And it just gets like, like less and less interesting as it drops lower and lower. So one of those things is like Starscream is a bad dude. Yeah, if is. If I'm a bad dude and I see my this helpless piece of crap yellow Autobot right next to me and I'm alive and he's just there for the taking, I'm gonna blow his head off. Like I'm just gonna do it. That's what he would do. And it's like no stepping around it, no like pretending. Oh, this is great. Boom. Well, Uh, I
0: I assume that ties into what happens at the end of the issue, which is a real human murder, where um, one of the (laughs) Decepticons squeezes a guy like a tube of toothpaste. Uh, Squeeze. Yeah, so same sort of thing there. Just like they're going to do it, so why not let them do it?
2: Yeah, I just I um, it's like I just try and be like, okay, if this was actually a thing that happened, like, and if this was an actual character, you know, I'd just be like. Well, yeah, this is is kind of fun. (laughs) 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 I just, I have have no patience for any other realm of storytelling. Uh, That's the goal. And actually, it's really funny. I didn't know this, but uh, there's a Hasbro Point person. His name is Michael, who uh, is kind of the liaison between Hasbro, the WA, and uh, (laughs) Skybound, the comics making company. And, you know, he's like our satellite. And the one thing he asked... He's like, hey, would you mind maybe not having Bumblebee part of the first cast of the Autobots? and I didn't know that was not relayed to me oh, at all god. and so like no problem Sean, dude he gets the first pages he's like well know you're gonna be happy because uh Bumblebee
0: doesn't make it out of the first three pages of seeing the Transformers <laughs> oh <laughs> my god
3: uh oh, I, I did want to get weird. back
0: and talk about the coordination a little bit because sure. in Void Rivals we got to see Jetfire I think it's Jetfire right is been uh, down gone for a mm-hmm. thousand years and then yep. flies off, shows up here, ultimately also dies in this issue. What What was the coordination like there? What were you told? Was it just like, hey, you got to have him show up and wake everybody up? Or was it while you were all breaking story? How did that work?
2: So I didn't do much breaking story because Robert had this big document that he had pitched Hasbro initially that they were very happy with. So – when I was approached to do the project, they sent me the document before I even signed on the dotted line. Uh, they asked me, uh, they asked me to like, Hey, are you okay with this? You know, we kind of have this outline that we've kind of made and there's some big moments that happen. And I read over it and I was like, these are some cool ideas. I'm happy to be a part of this. And one of those things was uh, in void rivals, jet is going to show up and he's the one that activates the autobots. And that's going to be kind of the uh, impetus for how the story starts. And I said, that's great. Uh, but you know, a lot of that characterization and the bridges between these big islands of big moments, uh, are, were all up to me. So like mm-hmm. as Jeff is talking, you know, I'm the one writing that dialogue and I'm like, he doesn't, yeah, I think I was the one who came up with the fact that he had no idea about Autobot and Decepticon. I, yeah. I feel like that's maybe some lore thing that I took from anyway. Uh, so I don't want to like claim that I came up with that, but that was my choice to have that in there. Um, and it was my choice for him to be like to try and stop the fighting and to try and stop Starscream from blowing up Optimus Prime when he makes that last ditch effort. So, a lot of that kind of coordination is coming from this kind of master document that Robert had made. Uh, but a lot of it, a lot of like the personal moments and those human elements you kind of get in issue one and of the action set pieces, those are all mine. Um, and I've had a lot of agency within that, which has been really fun. Also, it's kind of nice to like know you're building towards something bigger than yourself because somebody else has made the hard decisions and you can just kind of chill. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. which after, after do a power bomb, you know, I was ready to chill. <laughs> <laughs> like working on Transformers is easy compared to do a power I,
0: bomb. I just wanted to ask one follow-up real quick. Uh, on okay. the opposite edge of the spectrum. Are you setting anything else up here? Like we find out that Spike's dad was probably in some sort of war. Is that in any way setting up the Duke series? Is it setting up G.I. Joe things? Or is that contained in Transformers?
3: Oh. Okay. oh okay. Well, wobbly shoulders dance. right there. Good. Good. Those good. are some wobbly shoulders.
0: That's my answer. All right. Fair oh. it up, that's, a good,
3: that's a good answer. Uh, I was going to say, I find it interesting. Well, two things, I guess. You talk about um, writing story as like math. When I feel like everyone's like, your stories are intensely emotional. Um, so – how do you translate that? How does that math become emotion? Or is it like you said, like I want to say what's happening. So it's out there and I'm not being coy with anything. And that's where the emotion just like, uh, punches through. I
2: think with, um, with those that kind of like not being afraid to go places, that's more of a bad guy element. I think, Hmm. um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh it's a great catalyst for conflict in that way when i approach storytelling in that way but when it comes to those human elements and throwing darts on a dartboard uh you know i call it math because it can feel a little mechanical and not like right here um dude the same exact thing i did the same exact thing with do a powerbomb in that first issue of do a powerbomb like when she loses her mom i'm like dead inside i do not feel anything you know, I'm like and then her mom dies in the ring, and they're at the hospital, and oh. and I'm over here like drawing it. I'm like, I wonder if this works. Like, I really don't know. And then by issue seven, I'm there. I'm like, yeah. I'm writing that scene. I'm uh, making myself cry on the plane. You know, I'm
3: in it. But like,
2: I love that. On, That's
3: so interesting. You see, it's it up on you one. too, just it like does. us. Wow. And
2: it's hard because, like, uh, you know, I'm like hard. Uh, every time I work on a new project like creator owned or not, I'm like, maybe this works. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, it's just, a, it's a, it's an adventure every single time. And it's always an exercise in uh, eating a big old humble salad. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I really <laughs> wow. don't know if this works every single time. Like every time, Murder Falcon, uh, Wonder Woman, you know, Transformers. Uh-huh. Like it's yeah. all, it's, when I start, when I'm writing it, it's like I'm wooden. I'm like, this works because it works in like how to write a storybook. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the chapter one, how to give characters drive, make them have a, a want like, well, they yeah. want this and I'll write this. You know,
3: I also love that instead of humble pie, you eat humble salad, which is a yeah, healthy alternative. Yeah, that's smart. That's <laughs> I guess smart. so. It
1: tastes worse. Yeah,
3: it's true.
0: It's Uh, true. Quick question. Well, hopefully, because I think I'm probably going to get another shoulder wiggle here. We get a tease (laughs) that something happened with Megatron, or they don't want to talk about Megatron in some way. Are we going to see Megatron at some point in the series? There Ooh, it that's is. The shoulder, shoulder that's an even just, You love the shoulder wiggle. <laughs> that's wager. even wigglier. That's wager.
1: Wager. The whole time you were talking, I was like, how can I get another well, shoulder wiggle? Uh, well, to
0: that end, though, how much of this? I, I know you said there's the big story document that Robert Kirkman came up with. How much of this do you have planned out at this point? How long are you potentially planning on staying on Transformers? Do you have a like thirty issue Uber story? Oh my God, somebody many shoulder wiggles again.
3: <laughs> That's a full oh, body I, wiggle I, think.
2: I, I sorry i I did it before you finished your question. I apologize
1: um, <laughs>
0: feeling for wiggle.
2: sure for sure I'm writing another six issues after the six that I write and draw okay uh, awesome after after that, we'll see
0: okay, okay. Right.
2: and hey, what can you
0: what can you tease about what's coming forward other than shoulder wiggles in issue two and beyond
2: yeah of course um starscream squishing more people yes. <laughs> sound wave being really sad about ravage oh yeah
0: the matrix of leadership Oh, Ooh. wow, Matrix of Leadership. Awesome. Ooh. And just to kind of wrap up here, to get back to what you were saying earlier, how I, I know this isn't exactly a break for you. You still have a lot of work. But given that you were saying you wanted to take this on because you wanted to try something different, now that you're deep in it, how does that feel? How how are you feeling on the cusp of the release or the release of this book?
2: I'm feeling good. Yeah. I
0: <laughs>
2: I can't. I'm like too close, dude. I'm like too in the weeds. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't really like, it's hard for me right now to like zoom out and be like, I did a good job. Um, <laughs> I am I'm still in it. Yeah. I'm still in it. The deadlines are really intense right now. Uh, you know, I am, it's, it's a, it's projects going great, but it is a different animal working with a company like Hasbro where they're like making yeah. notes on things. Where I'm like, it should be this way. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, they have, you know, other opinions, but, it's fine. It's part of the gig,
3: yeah, but that's yeah.
2: another thing where it's like, I'm learning and getting stretched in that way on how to still make something that I feel is awesome. Um, I am really proud of the work that I'm doing. I just, I don't know. It's hard sometimes to uh, be super confident about it. I mean, I wish I could be over and be like, yeah, it
0: would feel great. <laughs> <I did. laughs> 150,000
2: copies, you know, but I, uh, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I'm just uh doing my best and uh I mean I still have to can't change my kid's diaper like every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every day sometimes it's, it's multiple, multiple times
3: in my age. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like three times a day. Oh my god. Yeah. So I, I win my Eisner. I win my Eisner, I get on the plane, i have an Eisner, it's in my carry-on. And the first thing my wife's like, Bo. I'm
1: Uh, yeah i just want to in case you're not confident i think you are killing this i mean that cover alone when i was uh, you know holding it, i was just like oh my god i feel like i'm about to go on an amazing adventure uh so i think you're killing it and just want to again say thank you uh for your work and sacrifice because it comes through the page and makes for other people's lives to be more enjoyable so thank you I appreciate that pete because i have people like you in my head as i'm drawing these scenes
2: (laughs) Uh i'd be like Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah pete gets picked up and squished (laughs) no i'm i'm like you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of people like you guys like you people like everyone that i know have read my stuff and had a really positive experience uh with it and uh, that's one of the reasons why I hesitate to uh, answer when you ask about how I'm feeling because I feel uh, like it's – I uh, I just really don't want to let anybody down. Aww. That's mostly what it is. So,
3: and, well, uh, so that's so what you, you get.
0: Aren't. <laughs> yeah, you it, it feels are.
3: like it shows in the work. Mm-hmm. And awesome. and let me say, like I feel like you're, you're not crying on the plane yet, but maybe you're getting close for this book <laughs> in relation to the others. <laughs> And I love that you're talking about this book as a vacation from like your, your other work, because this also feels intensely emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Shouts to you on this, uh, Mark Dacaria trip that you're on making this awesome. Thanks guys. Congratulations,
0: Daniel. Pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to read the second issue. And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Transformers or literally anything else. Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, transform and roll out.
3: Vroom, vroom, truck daddy's home. More than meets the eye. We all said things. Truck daddy, truck
0: daddy.
2: You know what? I may have to have Starscream say truck daddy. Let's go. Yes, that's a
3: classic villain line (laughs) for sure. (laughs)